Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. All right, Blue Jays trailing the Orioles 7-3 in the middle of the seventh. Mooner just texted me. He's at the Riverhawks game. Looks like it's going to be a good crowd there tonight. Final homestand of the season for the Riverhawks. They'll wrap it up on Sunday afternoon. Of course, the Elks, who we've been talking about a lot the last two days, well, most of the summer, uh, on a bye week. So, yes, all you wiseacres out there, they will not lose this week. However, they'll score as many points this week as they did last week, unfortunately. Uh, Elks back at it on August 10th against the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers at Commonwealth Stadium. If I sounded a little agitated at the guy who wrote in and said the CFL is done and I know it, first of all, don't tell me what I know and don't know. I try not to do that to you guys, so so don't do that to me. If you want to tell me why, have something to say, that's fine. But if you just want to predict doom and gloom and tell me that everybody else should know that it's all doom and gloom, I don't know. I don't have much time for that. But who knows? Maybe I'm the jerk, Wayne Wagner. Hey, Wayne, how are you? Good, and yourself? It's nice to see you. Wayne is here from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles. I'm glad we've kind of started doing this semi-regularly, two or three times a year. Well, I guess only for the last couple of years, but you've been coming in. But I enjoy this topic, as you know, and we're, we're talking sports cards. We don't know where we're going to go. We will take questions or comments from listeners along the way because we have had some fun ones when we've done this in the past. Uh, remind everybody how long you've, been, you've had the store now? We're going on 33 years now. That is incredible. It's been a long time. There's days, and I think I go through this all the time in the shop, there's days that it definitely feels like it's been 33 years, and there's other days I wake up and go, really, it's 33 years? Yeah. Well, but you love what you do. I mean, you still love the industry. You haven't got, well, maybe you have a little bit, but you haven't got jaded enough to walk away from No, from I, I, I enjoy it. I've been doing this so long. I mean, we've had the shop for 33 years, and I've been collecting for, oh, this is going to give my, my age. This is terrible. I've been collecting for probably close to 50 years. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just part of what I do. It's part of what I enjoy. And, and you just, you don't walk away from something you've been doing for 50 years. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And remind everybody where it is again. We're across the street from West Edmonton Mall in the Westgate Shopping Center, 17020 90th Ave. Right and and the, have you always been in that exact always spot? Always. Haven't moved. That is incredible, too. Haven't moved. That yep. is amazing. Well, you're doing something right. And it, it is, I, I will say this to people, and, and of course you're here, so I'm going to say nice things, but I would say them anyway. It's just a fun go- store to go into. And I would say to people, if you're going to go and tell yourself, I'm just going to look around, I'd say you might want to be prepared to spend some money because you're going to see something fun that you'll want to pick up, if not for yourself, for somebody else in your life. Well, that's not our intent. I mean, we enjoy, we, we set up our shop that way where we try to carry a plethora of different things, you know, other than just sports cards. We carry some of the memorabilia. We carry Lego and a bunch of the other stuff. So, you know, without getting too in-depth about all the different things we carry, we try to make it that enjoyable thing where you walk in and it's kind of that experience of, wow, okay, I didn't know you guys carried yeah. this. This is really cool. Yeah, and I found that uh, uh, when I went in back again after, you know, COVID was kind of winding down or we could go places a little more. I was like, oh, yeah, they have this, they have this. It is fun. All right, so we, I printed, I don't know if we're going to talk directly about this, but I showed you this article here about auctions for sports cards that are that are coming up. Have, would, what happens at a sports cards auction? Like, is it, 
the auctions we see on TV, people lifting up the <laughs> little plaque. I'm number 15, and I bid a thousand dollars. What what, ha- what what do they? How do they go? I, you know what I'm going to say. Most of it is done online now. Okay. Uh, you know, you're dealing, especially with some of the cards. I think, and, and I kind of flipped through this uh, this little packet you showed me here. Some of the items you're dealing with. We're talking about million dollar cards. Um, you know, I don't know how many people would show up in the city of Edmonton if we had an auction here at a live auction to buy million-dollar cards. Uh, so a lot of this stuff is done online, and a lot of it is online bidding. Uh, there are still live auctions. I've been to a few that are local, and I've been to a few that aren't local, but it, it does still happen. But a lot of the big-ticket items that you're seeing in a lot of these uh, big auction sites, um, a lot of it is done online because these cards are going everywhere, overseas, every place. So if, if if someone has a card that they think they're going to get a lot of I guess you wouldn't auction a card off unless you were pretty sure it was going to go for something. So they like commission the auction house? Like how does it how does it go? So every auction house works differently. Uh, you know, some will just take a straight up cut. They'll t- say we're in for 10% or you're in for 15%. Uh, you know, that you'd have to ask each individual auction house how it's done. You know, it's no different than each individual card shop. Uh, some will offer trade only. Some will buy out cash straight up. Uh, so it's a matter of just, again, asking your questions. And I emphasize that on everything that we do uh, in the sports collectible market. Um, ask questions. Uh, you know, internet, Google, you can do all that kind of stuff and get a lot of answers. Um, but if you really want to know and you really want to talk to me, just make some calls. Pop yeah. into a shop, make some calls. It doesn't have to be our shop. It can be any shop. Just ask the questions. Yeah. Well, and we did uh, we did that interview a couple of years ago, and the jumping off point was it the mantle cart that got over five million, yep, or something like yeah, that. Has, some no, crazy, has it yeah. sold again since then? Do you know off the top of your you head? You know, I I haven't followed the card since it went for that insane amount of money. But I'm I'm going to assume. I mean, that's the whole idea. A lot of this is buy invest especially when you're spending that kind of money you know there's there's not a lot of people that can sit on you know two three four five million dollar cards uh you know i'm i'm assuming that a lot of these and i and i've seen some of them where um you know and and i comic book is a great example and you're into comics reads you'd you'd remember this there was that action comics number one um that was bought and i think uh i think the story was nicholas cage uh, first owned the comic, and I think it, it sold, and I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but you get the gist of where I'm going here. Sold for something like 875000 The person that bought it sold it for $1.2 million. The person that bought it sold it for $1.8 million. So it's just it's the nature of that price tier, and we have to kind of remove just the common cards from that because these are the elite of the elite. Right. And that's why you're able to flip it. You know, if you have a $10 card, no, it's not as easy to buy a card at 10 and flip it for 20 because there's a lot of $10 right. cards out there. <laughs> so you're talking about the elite of the elite to be able to flip it the way these guys are flipping these these and, comics and cards. And that's the thing that we really stress whenever you come in, that if you have a relatively generic collection of cards in the basement... It's probably not a retirement fund. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, you know, it's and fine. Again, absolutely. Because there's joy in collecting. There's joy yes. in collecting, 100%. And that's one thing we try to emphasize all the time. The, mo- the monetary value should really come in second. You know, you can play the market no different than you play a stock market. Uh, but the collectible, if you do it to enjoy yourself, and, and I'm going to throw myself in that category because I really do do it to enjoy myself. I still collect, and some of the stuff I collect, I will not see the dollars I invested, but that's not the point. I'm doing it because I enjoy it, and I tell people all the time, if you do it because you enjoy it, at the end of the day, and that monetary value comes to fruition, then you're going to enjoy it that much more. Yeah, it's it's a and I, I have about 4,000 comics, and that's kind of how I feel 
I mean, I think I've, I'm always saying I got to sell them just to make room. <laughs> but <laughs> that happens. <laughs> that happens. I don't know. I, again, I don't know who wants them because I, I collected comics in an era where a lot of people were collecting comics, which, which, which doesn't help. So you, okay, so you mentioned uh, Nicolas Cage. With that was with an action comics. For yep. people who don't know, that's the first appearance of Superman, nineteen thirty nine. Uh, is that the right year? Sure. Well, Google yeah, it on the fly Google here. that one. It's been a while. That sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> Superman's been around a while. So is that could so who the person who owns the card or who owned it in the past that could drive up the value of that individual card? So I think what it boils down to, and again, it's the scarcity thing. So if you want to own, and let's just use, and, and I, again, I don't know the exact numbers, uh, you know, of, of all these different items, but let's just use Action Comics number one. There probably is only a handful of these graded at higher grades. Right. So let's take that one, or we could even use the Mantle card or whatever it is. When you start getting these cards and comics graded at 9s and 10s and 9.5s, you're dealing with a very small number of cards in the marketplace or comics in the marketplace. Um, so when you have that and you want to own it and... You know, let's just pick the mantle at nine, you know, whatever it was, nine or nine, whatever that card graded. It was crazy. Uh, if it's only one or two and you want to own it, well, guess what? You're going to have to pay the price. And that's what happens with the higher end. It really doesn't matter if someone owns both copies or one and someone else owns one. If you want to buy it and he paid 1.2, he ain't selling it for 1.2. You got to pay more. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole nature of, of all these really scarce things that doesn't alleviate the smaller stuff. You know, we can talk Connor McDavid rookie cards and all that kind of stuff. They still have that same type of value created where if everybody gobbles them up and everybody starts saving these cards and not releasing them in the market, you may have to start paying more for these McDavid cards. So it happens all the time, but the higher you get, the more you see in value. Okay. Uh, what What is the McDavid? Um, Young gun? What, what, is the, what is his top rookie card? Well, the top rookie card is the cup one, and I think we discussed that last time. That was the one that sold for, uh, I can't remember, $150,000 or something like that. This most popular card and the most popular rookies in the marketplace are the young guns, and that comes from the regular Upper Deck Series, Series 1, Series 2, or Extended, or whatever the product is. Uh, but the young gun is the most popular, so a raw... Connor McDavid Young Gun sells for about anywhere between 1000 and 1200 A 9.5 will sell anywhere between 2000 and 2500 for a graded card. Okay. And then when a player, because we were talking about Brady a few months ago, if once a player retires, then do his cards get a jump or just his rookie card get a jump? So retirement doesn't necessarily jump a card in value. Now, if you've accomplished stuff like Tom Brady, whole different ball of wax but again we're talking a whole different athlete that's okay. a whole different category of players you know if, if regular joe blow retires no nobody it, cares it, no the big thing for uh you know a player and and i'll use a guy ovechkin's a great example so for years he was stagnant crosby rookies were selling for 500 800 dollars ovechkin was 200 300 nothing the minute he won that stanley cup it caught Crosby. It was right almost parallel with it, where a Crosby young gun was selling for 1000 and Ovechkin was 800 It was right there. Then you'd start talking, you know, records and accolades. Ovechkin, whether you like it or not, um, especially in the city of Edmonton, he's probably going to pass Wayne Gretzky. That is a massive goal-scoring record. And we're already seeing the influx of what that's creating in the Ovechkin market. So his cards jump with the Stanley Cup and will jump with these 
massive records that he's about to hit. So those are more plateaus that will create a value on cards or comics or anything like that. Like when movies come out, it yeah. creates a huge influx in uh, the popularity and, and value of a comic book. So those are more of the things rather than a retirement. Okay. I, I, I find it is so fascinating because the value is so fluid and... I guess it's an industry, too. For something to have value, more than one person has to want it. Correct. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? It's supply and demand. <laughs> yeah. There is absolutely no question about it. Uh, you know, you could have as many, uh, you know, you could have 10 McDavid rookies in the marketplace. Uh, if he breaks his leg, oh, I better knock on wood. Right. If he breaks his leg tomorrow um, and eight people want the card, you got no value. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Wayne Wagner is here. If you have any questions, so he's from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles. Or uh, something you want to know about cards, collectibles, fun comments, 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chat. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, just uh, we're keeping an eye out here, and uh, I encourage you to keep an ear out. We could have uh, some Oilers news regarding Ryan McLeod before we sign off at 8 o'clock, so uh, we'll get that to you if and when something does come down the pipe, but there could be something here even in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Wayne Wagner from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles is in studio. This portion of the show presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. All right, Kellen, we got some uh, messages coming in for Wayne. Is your mic back on, Wayne? Uh, there you go. It was. You're a pro. We're okay. On. You're used We're to on. being here. Uh, what, what do we have, Kellen? Give us a couple. Excellent. Uh, Steven texts in and says, For Wayne, what new series of NHL cards does he see that could be a great investment long-term, in his opinion, of course? Well, uh, not necessarily a series coming up, but a year coming up. Uh, we have a young gentleman by the name of Connor Bedard. Uh, and that would be my recommendation for almost anybody. If you want to take a chance on a young stud of a hockey player, uh, watch out for Connor Bedard. Uh, we've seen some of these generational players come in, and that, that term gets used all the time. But we watched it with Crosby. We see what his cards are worth. We watched it with Ovechkin. We see what his cards are worth. We saw it with McDavid uh, and where his cards are at right now. And if he ever wins a Stanley Cup, let's hope he does, uh, that'll be another massive push in, in his values. Uh, and we possibly may see the exact same thing with Connor Bedard. So not necessarily a series coming up, but a year. So when will Bedard's rookie card be available? The one that is considered the rookie card. So it'll be the young gun, the one we keep discussing. Uh, that will be the main one everybody's looking for, and that will be sometime in February or March. His first cards you'll see are going to be, actually there's MVP coming up pretty soon, but those will be what we call redemption cards, and I'm 
that's branching into something that could take another hour worth of discussions. Okay. Uh, so we won't go into that, but he will have redemption cards there that will be uh, cards for people to go after, and he will have some cards uh, subsequent, you know, uh, before you see cards in February and March. Okay, but the so but the one that's the rookie card is the Young Guns card, and that's an upper deck because it's upper all upper deck. deck. It's with all an upper HL. deck. That's correct. Okay, yeah. and that and and that's something you I learned from you last time. It's it's the rookie card. It's the first one. I mean, subsequent second, third year cards. Nowhere near the value. Nowhere near. No. Rookie yeah. rookie cards are the thing. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, uh, you know, follow-up, they are worth some value as well. But it really is the rookie card that everybody looks for. And, you know, again, I'll flip to comics and it's first appearances. First appearance of Spider-Man, first appearance of Venom, first appearance of Superman, mm-hmm. all those type of things. That's what everybody wants to own. Other, you know, other second, third appearances, as you've said, or, or second card, they have still a value, but it drops significantly where you talk, like, you know, $1,000 for a rookie card for a McDavid or 1200 his second year card is worth about 5 or $10. So it really? just drops <laughs> okay. right down. Yeah. So you're getting the cost of the pack back. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I have the first appearance of Venom, by the way. Nice. Uh, 7804960063. What else, Kellen? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one here just basically asking, how much is a baseball signed by the 2013 Boston Red Sox? It includes uh, David Ortiz and a coach, John Farrell. So those are always tough to answer because it doesn't accumulate values by the amount of players on the ball or a jersey or anything like that it usually just boils down to the big ticket names um you know and i'll take a step back and first say it's very important to have the item certified if you just have a item that just has autographs and there's no certificate of authenticity by a major company and i say major because uh you know trying to sell an item like that if it's somebody that nobody knows or has ever heard of it's awful hard to move something of that nature but if you have one of the big ticket names like a tristar or a frozen Pond or a Frameworth or an AJ Sports uh, Sports World, you know, all these different companies that are available that do authentication processes or PSA DNA, which they certify autographs, uh, that helps your value uh, to be able to sell the item. But going back to the baseball question in terms of autographs, you are looking for the key names on it. So, you know, and I'll go to the Oilers. If you have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl on a jersey, there's your value. Adding all the other players to it adds a little bit of value, but it's not like you can compound and say, oh, for every auto, I can add $50 to that item. It (laughs) doesn't work that way. Uh, So with that baseball, nice to have Ortiz on it and a bunch of the guys. As for value, um, would be very tough. Uh, You'd have to kind of look at all the different players on there and how many different guys. So does an autograph, let's, let's talk about a hockey card or a baseball card. I got I got Leon Dreisaitl's hockey card on me. I see him at West Hamilton Mall. I get him to sign it. Does that help the value? It does if you get it certified. You've got to be certified. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So yep. how do they know it's him, though? So they've got all kind of database and records <laughs> that they, they go back on, uh, you know, to find... You know, comparable signatures. Like, they know from time frames, actually, the way... And this is all database the way a player signed at certain times. Like Connor McDavid, and you know, and I don't know this 100%, I just hear from talking to people, I know that he's got two or three or four different autographs from when he first started signing oh. to the way he signs for Upper Deck, who yeah. owns, uh, who yeah. is a working partner with him, as to how he signs on the street for just somebody who asks his autograph. So it's different autographs that they work with to, give, to assign these values. Uh, we'll see if we get some Oilers news and more with Wayne Wagner coming up on Inside Sports.